stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Right, as you uh, probably heard recently, uh, going into this uh, winter season, the city of Calgary was going to be deploying beet juice. That's B-E-E-T, the, the vegetable. Uh, beet juice is a way of uh, keeping the streets as, as ice-free as possible. I mean, in the winter, roads are going to get icy. There's no avoiding that, especially in Calgary, where we get weird, weird swings in weather, where we'll get a lot of snow, then it'll get really warm, and that'll melt, but then it gets cold overnight, and what melted has now frozen. And anyway, it's, it's tough to avoid. So we need to be prepared for the winter driving season and realize that we're going to encounter some slippery roads. At the same time, though, there's an expectation that uh, our city governments are doing their part to try to make the roads as safe as possible. So it involves putting stuff on the road. Maybe it's gravel or maybe it's salt. Salt is probably the most commonly used road de-icer, not just in Canada, in the U.S. too. But there are increasing calls to, to get rid of it. And, and I think that's in part why Calgary's looked at other options like beet juice. Uh, because, yeah, salt is cheap. Salt does what it's intended to do. But there's a whole lot of unintended consequences of using salt. Salt's pretty destructive in a lot of ways. So if we can find a better way of de-icing the roads, we should probably look at it. Well, Tristan Hopper's been uh, beating this drum for, for some time at an interesting uh, piece uh, up at NationalPost.com running down all the reasons why salt use is, is just a terrible thing. He joins us on the line here this afternoon. Tristan, always great to have you. Welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me back. Uh, it's always fun to talk about beet juice. <laughs> you don't get a chance to do it very often, but it, it is still kind of salty. And I guess a lot of cities are trying to figure out how best to, to de-ice their roads, but to do so in a, a safer way. That's right. And, and the problem that uh, I, I've seen, uh, I mean, I went through a lot of city council documents for this story. Is that just like, oh, salt's corrosive. We should find some non-corrosive alternatives. And the thing is, everything is just more expensive than salt. Uh, so you can say, well, we can do magnesium chloride or we can do more plowing or less salt use or whatever. But when you actually see the financials for it, you're like, well, it's so much cheaper just to buy salt and just throw it on the road. But the problem is, is that city councils are not considering the externalities of this because salt is just so destructive. It's causing billions of dollars in damage per year that, uh, I mean, if city council was on the hook for those expenses, sort of the peripheral expenses, the fact that, you know, it's destroying cars and buildings and bridges, uh, yes, uh, they would be paying as much money as possible uh, to reduce the salt uh, as much as they could. Well, I mean, they use it because it works, right? I mean, it, it does the intended purpose. Oh yeah, yeah, it does. So if uh, yeah, yeah, if you if that's your only consideration, right. uh, that you just want roads to be jet black in the middle of winter and people don't have to drive on summer tires, uh, sorry, on winter tires, uh, yes, that's why you'll put it down. But but I guess what I'm trying to point out with this is just we don't really think about it because we think I really like having my my roads clear. This is sort of a post-war thing. We decided after the war, like, well, we beat Hitler, so we should be able to drive at full speed all year. Um, so, yeah, we, we definitely uh, lay on the salt so it works, but uh, when you just start, sit down and start to compute all of the damage that it does, uh, there's got to be a better way. 
Well, and you're right. I don't think we think about it. And maybe it's because you know we view salt as something natural. It's something we eat. It's not some toxic chemical cooked up it's in a delicious. lab somewhere. It, well, it certainly is. But so, I mean, you'll notice this. And I, I, I mean, any Westerner, even coming from Alberta, because we don't use as much salt here because it doesn't work below negative 20. Um, so we're not as heavy on the salt as, say, Ontario and Quebec. So if you've grown up in the West and you're visiting family or you're living in Toronto for a period of time, you notice as soon as you get off the plane, you notice just how destroyed everything is. I mean, the bridges are, are rusty. The concrete is pitted. The cars don't last as long. So, yeah, you know, the old adage, if you're buying a used car, make sure it doesn't come from Ontario and Quebec because it's staggering how much quicker they melt. Uh, just the uh, number of years uh, that uh, of car use that are lost in Ontario and Quebec. And uh, I, I, so the, the article points out several examples. I mean, buildings that have been that have collapsed, bridges that have been destroyed uh, far quicker than they should have been under normal conditions, uh, highway overpasses. I mean, there's a body count uh, for salt damage. Um, so yeah, it's it's something. Noticeable. You can notice how how much more ruined Toronto is than Calgary, and it's all due to salt. Well, it's interesting too. I mean, you talk about how it's not just roads. Uh, I think people are familiar with the water disaster in Flint, Michigan, and and this was a factor because it, it corrodes metal. That includes pipes that carry water, right? That's right. So it was it was an oversight to put lead pipes into the water supply, but it would not have been a problem unless there was already salt in the water, which was a, a consequence of road salt. So, I mean, road salt, I mean, when I first started work at the National Post, I lived in Toronto, and it was just so baffling to me that no one noticed uh, how it, it, it sort of ruined everything. I mean, there was whole... There was lakes where there was no more fish because of road salt. There was uh, the Gardner Expressway was crumbling after not that many years. It's been up for about 50 years, and that was all due to salt. Um, the uh, uh, Cartier Bridge, uh, the, the giant bridge into Montreal that they have to rebuild af- again after only 50 years, and that's entirely due to salt. That's a three billion dollar project. So everywhere I looked, I said, "Well, you, you've just you're destroying everything every year uh, with." all of this salt and and again there's not even any thought into salt reduction just doing anything to make sure that uh, you have strategies aside from just driving a truck around absolutely scattering salt everywhere i mean it's excessive uh you 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 walk your dog in some parts of the country and they they can't handle it like their their paws are chapped and hurting and bleeding because they're stepping on so much salt well, but there are other options. I mean, we, we started talking about uh, the beet juice in Calgary. That's one option. But th- there are yeah. alternatives. It doesn't have to be salt. That's right. So, I, I mean, when you're, when you're at the Home Depot and you're looking for ways to uh, clear your driveway, there are the expensive alternatives uh, to salt. Uh, so magnesium chloride. I mean, there, there are recognized alternatives. Um, and the, the problem is the less corrosive it is, the more expensive it's going to be. Uh, but again, uh, the, the problem, the economic disconnect is that the people paying for the de-icing aren't paying for the damage it does. So they have no incentive uh, to pick a more expensive option, uh, even if it essentially saves the community and stops destroying everyone's cars and houses and buildings and pets. Right, because we look at the big picture. I mean, it's a very different kind of calculation beyond just the cost of buying the supplies in the first place. Right. So it's 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 the best example I can find of just a short-sighted government program, because I struggle to think of a peacetime government program that is more destructive than salt, uh, something that we just actively do every year that causes more physical damage and degradation uh, to stuff. 
Absolutely. Well, people can uh, read this piece. Uh, it's up at nationalpost.com. We'll tease as well. You got a great piece today uh, looking at uh, a hypothetical uh, Alberta Saskatchewan war. People can find that as well. Tristan, always great chatting with you. Thanks for making some time for us here today. Anytime. Thank you. There you go. It's uh, Tristan Hopper. He writes things for the National Post, nationalpost.com. His <laughs> piece today, it's pretty funny. Uh, how a literal war would play out between Alberta and Saskatchewan. Uh, CC Rachel Notley. It says, Alberta would obviously win, but how much effort would it take to crush and subjugate Saskatchewan? Um, yeah, so they don't want to mess with us, I think, basically, is the, the short answer. Uh, so anyway, there's that. But in the question of salt, right? I mean, someone texted earlier, we could minimize the amount of ice on the roads by clearing the snow faster. Because if there's no snow to melt, there's no water to freeze, then there's no ice on the road. Okay, theoretically, right? But how quickly can we respond? How quickly can we get all of that off there? You know, there, there's, there, there's other downsides to other options, right? And, you know, if you're using sand, gravel in particular, there's issues that can arise from that. There's more expensive options, you know, and maybe in the short term or in the short-sighted view, cities are going to find it hard to justify, but if, yeah, if salt's causing all these problems, let's, let's just stop. Let's stop. Let's do something else. Let's see what uh, John has to say. John, go ahead. Hi. Hey, John. So one alternative that uh, I think would work, it sounds crazy, but it's to heat the roads. And when you look at it, capital cost of it, yeah, it would be high. But look at the long term, <clears throat> how we don't destruct all the roads. Uh, we pave our roads here in Alberta about every five years, which costs us billions of dollars. Uh, the plowing, we wouldn't have to plow anymore. Uh, the number of accidents that uh, would decrease, the decrease in the hospital bills and fatalities. Uh, it's an option that, you know, they're, they're starting to work on in other parts of the world with different technology and some, uh, something I think that they should start looking at here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. John, appreciate the phone call. 974-8255. Uh, we'll come back after 2.30. We'll have some more time for your phone calls, your text. Going to weigh in on the road salt question. What would be a better way to deal with icy roads in the winter? How much onus is there on the city to make those roads as non-slippery as possible? How much onus is on us to adjust to winter conditions? 974-TALK. we got some other issues we'll get to as well. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.